Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Well, make it so, number one. What? These aren't the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. Silencio Bruno. That's my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're going to need a bigger boat. Welcome back here with Miranda Sparks, along with the suspended head in the jar that is Clayton Wimshurst. Clayton, thanks for joining us in this quick segment. No problem, this is a bit of a try and travel segment, since, you know, we're actually recording in the past. No, 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 Twilight Zone thing there. You've joined me to talk about The Northman. Now, if folks are not familiar, The Northman, written and directed by Robert Eggers, who you might know from The Witch and The Lighthouse, uh, is based on a Nordic legend. We've got a quick trailer for you right here. Now, behold... He's here. He's here. Mother! Father is here! The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. How oh, I've missed you, my son. One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, Father. My king. <laughs> Again, that was The Northman from writer-director Robert Eggers, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe, Bjork, a whole lot of names there. In this adaptation of Nordic legend Amleth, a barbarian prince robbed of his birthright seeks revenge against the murderous uncle that felled his father. Dark gods and prophecy drive him onward, with no telling how much blood will spill." Clayton, I walked into this theater with no knowledge of the story whatsoever. I mean, were you familiar with this beforehand? 
Look, not this story in particular, but I am super familiar with, with Norse mythology and, and stories and such things. So I had a fair idea what to expect. Um, mm. And, you know, I got pretty much what I expected, to be honest. It, it's true. Um, but, you know, my first thought going into this, right after the first act, I saw the story and I'm thinking, this is Hamlet. Um, you know, like the the dead king, the the uncle taking the throne, taking his brother's wife, etc. Um, and, you know, I was only half right there, it turns out. According to Wikipedia, the legend of Amleth uh, is tracked back to the 10th century, uh, though the only versions to survive into the modern record originate from the 12th century. But the tale was the direct inspiration for William Shakespeare's Hamlet. And, we and you see, can say that this production yeah. is very much covered in a whole Shakespearean feel. So even if it is more the inspiration for Shakespeare, it still has a solid Shakespearean feel to it. Especially with the language, I feel that Robert Eggers in his script has written this really, you know, meaty dialogue that's just the sort of thing um, an actor would love to sink their teeth into and just rip to shreds. Uh, William Defoe, I think in particular, just looks at the work and goes, that's mine, I'm having it. <laughs> I, I always love when Willem Dafoe gets on a on a real, just you know, really gets up on his box and just really belts it out. You know, he did uh, he did the same thing in another Eggers production, um, The Lighthouse, which I do recommend folks check out. It's also from A twenty four Productions, and is you know everything A twenty four seems to come with a certain level of quality lately and i hope this does stand the test of time as well but you know definitely that shakespearean feel in the language and some of the monologuing and i'm gonna get ye <laughs> it, it has a whole lot of that it, but if that if shakespeare's not your thing i think you're still going to pick up heaps from this because it is absolutely beautiful just the scenery the a lot of it was filmed in ireland a lot of it in scotland Sorry, sorry, um, Iceland, Ireland and Iceland, no Scotland, um, <laughs> it just is absolutely beautiful, um, and is exactly the right feel for the whole film. For sure. And, you know, I'm not sure if you'd call this historically accurate or not, um, given how little we actually know about this period in Nordic history, um, but I think the sort of productions that we've come to really expect are mired in this level of blood and dirt and mud and bone. And we really get this here. But it's actually really careful in that it deals with the atrocities that Norse um, and Viking culture, if you like, um, kind of committed because it doesn't glorify it at any point there's no feeling like oh norse culture is wonderful because it really wasn't as far as we know during this period it was very problematic it was very um break into other people's homes and take them away and burn their homes down yeah Yeah, and more and uh, you know stuff i don't really want to say on radio and Um, slavery as well you know exactly um and huge um call out for not putting spiky helmets on anyone so thanks for that (laughs) That that is a an historical accuracy that is is often yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cartoons just don't get it right. Don't do it justice in that regard. 
Also, a couple of the people the screening I went to were wearing the pointy helmet. I just looked like looking at them, shaking my head. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But um, I also think that this doesn't um, really. This very much has a protagonist, but it doesn't ever necessarily have a hero, which I actually think works perfectly for the story. I do find that the character of Amleth, the way they portray him, you know, like you know his namesake Hamlet. Uh, is a character who, you know, feels just in his actions. And in this, you have the weight of the Norse gods behind him. You feel, you know, the Norns have given a prophecy. They've said that, you know, he will have his revenge. He will have a choice. Things that we've heard from the trailer. But he gets so lost in his own revenge and his own rage that it it is hard to see him as a heroic figure. And it, it's not a film that needed a hero either. So I think that worked well. Um, the other issue I had was I think the, not the dialogue, but the plot is a bit underdeveloped. Like it didn't really carry over all that well. It was just a series of events rather than being an overall arching plot from my point of view. Anyway, I kind of thought that the atmosphere was more the point and the the character and Amleth dealing with his rage and, you know, just constantly keeping his eye on that vengeance. And that emotional journey was, was you know, what really captured me about him. Um, th- th- this is the sort of place where the characters literally become animalistic. They get down on all fours and howl at the moon with wolves and lose themselves to absolute primacy. And that makes it, and that's really terrifying, especially with the, um, the constant drumming and the chanting backing it up. You know, you heard some of that in the trailer as well it becomes very evocative and over the course of i think the runtime is two hours and 20 minutes roughly yeah it really you know it'll get to you is what it will and you'll feel this this build into just something really really dark it has a lot of darkness to it It, i know i was not bored like even saying the plot i felt was a bit underdeveloped i was not bored for any moment throughout it it just it kept me in it kept me there um, I felt like just also some of the metaphors were a little bit of a blunt instrument, but definitely it had that power sort of feeling behind it. And that, that root in mythology and things was just kind of majestic. You know, I've never thought that a blunt metaphor is necessarily a bad thing. You know, I hear a lot of folks saying that as though a message should be subtle, but you know, I kind of like that overt messaging personally. I think there's reasons to have both, so I, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I felt that some of it was... I, I feel that the main story was a slow build, a very slow build with occasional breaks to, you know, for someone to get murdered and for Amleth to, to roar like an animal. It's a slow build, but it's not a quiet one, I would say. If you're familiar with any of Edgar's work, though, you're going to go in going, this is probably going to be a slow build. Uh, <laughs> both uh, The Witch and um, the, Lighthouse the Lighthouse are both very slow build, builds. The Lighthouse uh, was another film um, I went into not knowing what I'd get. Um, 
And I'm not sure the Northman is comparable to that at all, with the exception of perhaps the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and just another thing to warn people when they go in, um, just be aware that the people building the title sequence or into the titles um, don't necessarily be looking forward to them always being there. It's a bit of a shame as well. Um, we have Alexander Skarsgård leading the cast, and we do see him shirtless a fair bit, which is always great for a show. It is. But I'm not sure if it's quite the same when he's shirtless and covered in blood and viscera. And look, it is a little disappointing, but it's okay. <laughs> it's better than, you know, him clothes. Cl- Clayton, any final thoughts on The Northman? Uh, look, I think it's the type of film that lots of people are going to love and lots of people are going to hate. So I would say go see it to actually make that decision for yourself. If you're someone, I think, who has been really enjoying the kind of stuff that's been coming out of A24, um, you know, everything everywhere all at once, I think um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I think, is A24 as well, I want to say. X. X. Lots of great films coming out of it. If you want something that's meaty and um, substantial and really dark then The Northman's probably your cup of tea. If you're interested in checking out The Northman, it is showing in cinemas now. Clayton, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you very much. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.